What is up, Wine Click Nation? I wanted to do a little bit of a quick episode, 15-20 minute discussion on culinary school. I think it's super important to go into this. I know we're in the fall. I know people are going into school. And really more so, the message I would have for people in culinary school right now. Um, so I know there's a I know some people don't like culinary school, or some people don't want others to go to culinary school. I know there's a debate on whether or not you should go. So this episode is intended for if you are in school, because I went to culinary school and I found a lot of value in it. And I think there are some guiding things I would mention to any person studying the culinary arts right now. So if you are in culinary school or if you've been in culinary school and just want to hear my advice, feel free to listen. A quick 15 to 20 minute chat on that. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you all that I put out a weekly newsletter called Prepless Items. I send it out every Monday morning, and I really think you should subscribe. It is a collection of information and things I find value in that I've collected over the last four years almost of doing Wine Cook Thoughts. And I think that it's very cool that I have this outlet to share these little bites of information with you all. And so I think it's super important for you to... uh, Subscribe if you are very, you know, just interested in kind of how I operate, what I find in terms of value in the world. And I think it's just, I I really am proud of what I'm putting out on the newsletter. Just small little things that I think can help improve anyone's um, time in the industry. So go check it out at linecookthoughts.com and hit subscribe after you put in your email. Also, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, please leave a review. I'm looking for an honest review. So two stars, three stars, five stars, whatever it is you want to give me an honest review of the show, what you like, maybe what you don't like and what you want to see improved. So go leave those reviews. Spotify and Apple both have those abilities for reviews. So please go do that. Thank you all for listening. And here we go. So as we get into this new uh, period of people going to college and going to culinary school, there's a couple of things that I would really want to stress for the new student in cooking school. And it, I think it's super important um, to just talk about kind of what and why you're, why you're in culinary school and what it is you, you want to achieve after. Now, obviously, the main reason people go to school to cook is to learn how to cook, right? But there's so much diversity and options out there right now in regards to the food industry and jobs you can get and paths you can take. And I think the biggest thing that I could leave with anyone listening that is in culinary school is that if you are in school, do not close off options because you're so determined on one path. And what do I mean by this? I will use my own example. I, when I got to culinary school, I really didn't know much of anything. I didn't know who Thomas Keller was. I wasn't even really aware what Michelin was, what was San Pellegrino, who was uh, Ferran Adrio. I, we literally had Enrique Olvera in our uh, our orientation, and I had no idea who he was. So coming from Buffalo, New York, it, it just growing up in my food scene, like Olive Garden was fancy for me. Like that was it. <laughs> so when I got to CIA, I was exposed to this wonderful world of cooking and this wonderful world of fine dining and um, articular, uh, meticulous plating and all these different things, this whole love for food. And it really was mind-blowing because as someone going to – the Culinary Institute of America to learn how to cook, to see this next level that I never even knew existed, just be out there. Like for me, like I was, the only thing I really was good at was cooking. And so going to school and seeing that I had all these levels I could attain, it truly blew me away. And it was something that was really special. And I'll never forget like the magical aura that I had about cooking during that time, because it was just so, to me, it was just so fascinating. So I got to culinary school 
And I really, really, really wanted to just be a Michelin star chef. It really, it just like it grabbed my attention. And if you listen to the podcast, you know this because I've talked about it a couple times. But I was so determined on being a chef, on being a Michelin star chef, on being someone who plated fine dining food, and that was it. And a college like the CIA had so much to offer in regards to food business or applied food studies or culinary science. And looking back, the only thing I might change was is honestly to go into a more food science realm because I do I have ended up in the part of the industry that's research and development, food manufacturing and production. And obviously that would have suited me a little bit more if I had known what I know now. But when you're 18, 19, and you're looking uh, at the industry, the coolest thing obviously are these um, really badass kitchens with this amazing food that's being plated and tastes great. And I mean, it's like an experience, right? It's art. And so when I was in that beginning stage, not really knowing the issues behind the kitchen systems and Michelin star restaurants and the abuse and all those other things, but just merely looking at the, the fact that I thought it was cool. That's what I really wanted to do. And you you start to quickly like you go in you go down that road and like for me I I went into the Colonies of America with some loans I got a lot of scholarships because of my financial situation before going to college, uh, but I really didn't have like a support structure where if I like went to go live in New York City anyone could really like help me with rent or anything like I really was on my own in regards to just figuring that out. And as I went through college, obviously I did food business management and I started to you know kind of see what else was out there and food business seemed cool. But I was really still so dead set on this uh, Michelin star path. And a mentor pulled me aside like my second to last semester. And he was like, hey, like, what's your plan post-college? And I really didn't have one. And I had spent so much time learning at the CIA and focused in on that. That honestly, like, I didn't have a plan. I, I don't know. I was looking at Michelin restaurants and I was like, oh, maybe I'll go work in California. Maybe I'll go work in New York City. Maybe I'll go work in Chicago. And I really didn't have a, a map, a route that I was planning on going to take and my mentor was like well that's a problem because you (laughs) you're graduating with a four-year degree in student debt like you need to figure this out and uh and i've had him on before before Dwayne brown is the person who kind of sat me down and told me this Uh, he's been on the podcast before so go check out his episode that's Dwayne brown and so i really put a lot of thought to it and i started to like really do the math and try to understand it and for me with like my car loan my student loans insurance all that Living in New York, living in Chicago, as a, working as a line cook was not feasible for me. And so I almost kind of had to opt out because I wasn't able to afford it. And I wasn't able to sustain that lifestyle. And maybe if I found like an apartment with four roommates and I really, really got scrappy, sure. But realistically, it wasn't possible for me. But beyond that, I started to realize, and I'm glad I didn't pursue it because when I graduated, I went back home to work. Yep, in uh, Buffalo, my hometown. And I worked for my, one of my great uh, mentors, uh, Chef Ross Warhol. He's someone I look up to to this day. And I loved working for him. But as much as I loved like working with him and the team, I, it was it didn't. I real I quickly realized that line cooking kind of got a little old for me. And I wanted to do more management. I wanted to do more. I just wanted more responsibility. And so it was from there that I started to look at restaurant groups that you know I. I didn't keep my list to just Michelin restaurants. I started looking at restaurant groups uh, that were just successful, you know, that had successful businesses that had multiple locations that were really like standing out. And that's how I ended up with the Hillstone restaurant group working as a culinary uh, manager for them. And it was really an 
I got a lot of experience and was exposed to food costs and hiring and interviews and all these different things. And that, and obviously COVID hit and that changed everything for me. But I say all this to say that I was so not focused in college on the other possibilities. And I think I've, I would have taken a step back and just kind of let my ego be like, hey, I know it's cool that you want to do this uh, Michelin path, but why don't you take a food science a little bit more seriously? Or why don't you look at what an R&D chef does? And you like actually like, like, I think what we don't weigh out in culinary school or what a lot of people don't weigh out in culinary school is a lifestyle. And we're all different. We all need to have different things. And some of the people I went to school with are still killing it as sous chefs and executive chefs in high stress, high, you know, in- intensity kitchens. And I, I respect them a ton for that. And it's, ne- I'm never, it's never a knock on anyone for doing what they're doing. But I just knew me personally that that wasn't really what I was passionate about anymore. And I like the idea of it. I like the idea of being a Michelin chef. I, I mean, who, who wouldn't like you're appraised for your food and you're put on a pedestal for your cooking. Like that is amazing. But what I really liked was business management and product development and seeing like the fruits of my labor, like making a product and make like having it sell and like seeing it do well or getting feedback and trying to improve upon it. So in college though, I was so dead set on going to stage and like, I didn't ever look at companies like McCormick or anything like, you know, think like R and D positions. Like I just wasn't interested. And I really think that if you're in culinary school, like that's your time to just like look at everything. And I know some of you might be listening. You're like, no, I'm dead set on the, on the cooking path. And I really think that being that dead set is truly a big mistake because what I've wanted to do with my career changed like twice in the last four years, COVID obviously being a big reason. And I'm in a spot now that I'm like, would have never even thought of before. And I maybe I feel like in culinary school, I've been like, oh, I like you, you're doing product development for like, like, you know, sauces and stuff. I don't know if I'd like that. So like it being like, I, I love it. It's a great experience. And it's something I'm super passionate about. And obviously, like what I liked at 18 is very much different from what I like now at 25. But be open to seeing everything that is out there. Be open to looking at what the other options are, ask questions. Like if you have career fairs, go talk to companies that you might not like totally like have interest in, but go see what like their jobs are like and be very aware of the lifestyle after, you know, I I always like when I graduated culinary school, I didn't, I knew cooking was going to be tough, but I was like, okay, well at some point I'm going to like, it's all going to balance out. But if like your work life imbalance is, is important to you, if you plan on having a family, if you're planning on, if you're planning on having, you know, like a, somewhat normal schedule in life like wherever you work in the food industry is going to be hard like it's going to be hard work like food is just hard there's no way around it Uh, that's something i've learned but on top of that though there's certain positions that will let you have your weekends let you have your nights and will be more conducive to a balanced life and if you're the type of person that needs that it's important to recognize that and that was another thing for me because i you know i'm the type of person that likes to do more than just like my job i like to do this podcast i like to write Um, I have things outside of work I enjoy doing and working in the kitchen didn't suit that. I truly felt for like the two years I was a chef for the restaurant group that it was just like, it it just wasn't my life. I was just too busy. Um, and yeah, it's like tough, you know, it's tough because you think you want something really bad and then it's just the demands of the job. Like I just had, a, I had to work nights and I, I like my nights and I'm a very early morning person. And like, I like being up like early and enjoying the day. And 
I like my weekends. I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan, and I know some chefs might cringe when they're like, oh, it's football. Like, hey, that's what I really enjoy. And um, I'd, I'd really like just having those two days to, like, have that time to myself. And I like being able to go visit family and all these different things. And when you're a chef in the industry, that's not an option for many people. And when you're cooking, it's definitely not an option for many people. So if you're in culinary school, you have an amazing opportunity. And I think the people, I think when people get knocked for culinary school, it's because of like an ego that some people come out with. But when you go in the industry and you hear people knocking culinary school, you shouldn't think that what you did for the last two to four years was a waste of time. It's all about what you make of it. And so when you get, you know, you have this opportunity now to kind of see and explore and taste different things, like really take advantage of that. Like really like look at culinary school as like a basket full of ingredients and you want to try every single one and you want to try working with every single one. Don't be so dead set on a path right now. Have a goal have something you're working towards, but be open to changing your mind right now. Because honestly, like it it will happen. All so many people I know from school don't work in food or don't work in restaurants anymore, just are doing something completely different. It changes so quickly. And so that's my advice for anyone in culinary school right now is just go see what else is out there. Don't be set on just being someone in the kitchen. And if you want to do that, that is fine. I'm, I'm not saying don't do that. Be open to seeing what else is out there. So many, t- like I've had so many people on this podcast who got out of college or went from high school and started cooking, and like ten years down the road, they actually found what they wanted was had nothing to do with being behind the line, and they've been awesome at it and they've excelled at it. We're all meant to do certain things, and the second piece I want to kind of talk about is that imposter syndrome piece that I've. I talked about a ton, especially during COVID, because I think when we had a lot of switching in terms of like people changing industries or changing positions, there was all this like angst of like selling out and being an imposter and like who's true to the to the craft type thing. And honestly, you really just got to be open and honest with yourself that you can that you you can make different decisions and make different changes in your life. You can go in different paths and that little voice in your head that's saying, oh, I'm not a pure chef or I'm not a pure cook. That's all like BS. It's not, it's all made up. And so don't get caught up in like your own head when you want to make a decision away from the kitchen or you want to try something else. Or if you've invested time in a path and you want to try something else, if something's not for you, if something's not working out for you, then you just need to make the change. And you can't sit there and not make it and you can't do what's best for you because of what, you think others will think about you because guess what? They're not thinking about you that much. And it's such a bad way to go through life. Like worried about that because at the end of the day, it's your happiness. That's what matters. It's your passion. That's what matters. And if you're staying in positions because of the fear of judgment of others, like that's a really net negative for you. So be open and whatever voice in your head is telling you, Oh, I have to stay on this path. Get that out of there. Like try new things. Like you've got time. If you're in culinary school, you have time to try things. For me, I graduated. I went from line cooking to managing restaurants to managing for a food tech company to recipe development to now more recipe development and um, culinary operations. Like it, it all changed. Like there's time. You have time to learn these things. You have time to change and do different things. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's real. I just find that so, so important. So if you are in culinary school, like be open to change. Be open to changing your mind and be open and actively seek out trying other things, actively seek out looking at careers and not just like what the the accolades can and don't. And that's another thing. Don't look at a career 
and base it off of the, and this is where people get caught up in Michelin and fine dining. Don't look at a career and be like, oh, this is what I can be acclaimed for. If you're making a career decision based off of what's like an award you could receive or what someone will tell you you're good at, that is not a good framework for your decision making. That is not a good framework that will lead you to happiness. You need to make a career decision based off of what you find passionate, what you find enjoyable, what you can see yourself actually going to do day in, day out for years. And your guiding light on your job or what you're, where you go like to cook shouldn't be like what people like. It shouldn't be, oh, I'm going to be awarded a star. Or I'm going to be awarded a spot on a list like that is not good. That is not a, a good way to lead this. What you should be saying is, how is this going to impact me? How am I going to have an impact? Is my passion really truly with this? And if your passion does line up with awards and accolades, then go for it. But if you're only going after something to get awarded and accoladed, I am telling you, it will not work out. I'm telling you, it is going to lead to massive disappointment because if you're just doing it for an award or accolade, you will not have the the fuel. You will not have the amount of energy it takes to get to that level because you're not passionate about it. And I really hate that it's like, I hate that phrase, if you, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Like, you know, like things you love take they take work sometimes like some days suck at work some days are hard some days are brutal but you still love it and if you're just doing something to be awarded or be like be praised it's gonna it's gonna burn you're gonna burn out quick and take it from someone who thought that's all he wanted like truly if i could if i could take every single person listening to this and like put you in like my frame of mind for just like two seconds on how i felt about being a michelin star chef when i was like 19 it's all I want, like truly all I wanted. And all, the only reason I wanted it was so that someone could validate me and tell me I was good at cooking. And that's it. That's all I wanted for. That truly was it. So I know you're in college. You're just starting to figure things out with life. Cooking might be the only thing, you, like like me, like cooking might be like the thing you can really flex on others with. It might be the thing that you're really like focused on and driven with. Take a breath. Look around see what you're passionate about and see what else the industry has to offer. And hey, you might find things that are like kind of interesting, but you still want to continue on the cooking route of like blind cooking for uh, fine dining. So be it. So be it. Like that's totally fine. But just keep a mental note of what else interests you or what else. At least have two to three things that might interest you if this is something that you decide you feel burnt out at or it's just something you want to pursue so that is my advice to anyone in culinary school right now going through it right now i wish i'm wishing you all the best of luck culinary school is a fun time it's a time to really learn and taste and get new things but the worst thing i think the worst mistake culinary students make is having a closed mind on what they want to do you're just starting out there's so many opportunities at your disposal and with a lot of culinary schools that networking is a it's a one-time thing when you get on in the industry. Yes, you can network, but it's so concentrated in like a major culinary school like the CIA. So if you're there or like Johnson and Wales or any of these other places, make use of the network, make use of the fact that people are there. They're probably willing to help you and willing to see, like just give you information and keep your mind open and see what else is out there. And do not base your future decisions on being praised and awarded. That can come with whatever you're passionate about, but should not be your main framework for choosing your career path. That's it for culinary school students, and I will talk to you all soon.
just a little thought uh, for culinary people, you know, culinary students, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. You know, it's something I just wanted to do, to do really quick this week. Uh, just a quick message out there. I know listeners of the podcast, if you're not in culinary school, obviously this might, might not be the best one for you, but for anyone in school, I've gotten a lot of uh, new listeners recently and new followers on the Instagram, so hopefully this helps out. It's just a, a yearly check-in I like to do sometimes on guiding people and giving advice from my mistakes and from what I um, did that you know, I think I could have done better in terms of uh, decision making and career building. So thank you all so much for listening to the show. As a friendly reminder, please go to linecookthoughts.com, put in your email and hit subscribe to get our weekly newsletter prep list items where I share with you fun uh, bits of advice and information and other things that I find throughout the four years doing this. Also, if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave an honest review of the show. It helps me get better, helps me get traction, and lets me know what you think of the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next Long Cook Thoughts podcast. Thank you.